We are now live. All right. Hi, this, hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates on today's show of a very special guest. Her name is Kelly Galindo, and she is a filmmaker who made a film about child sex trafficking. The title of the film is 26 Seconds, and uh, I watched it in its entirety. Pretty harrowing material. She also has a YouTube channel with a lot of background information and additional um, information and videos on this kind of scourge that happens transnationally. And she can talk more about that. She has a project. Her website again is, or her website is 26secondsdoc.com. So you can check out all her backgrounds and her work. She can talk more about that. So Kelly Galindo, are you there? Yes. Hi, William. Hi. Uh, nice to meet you. And thank you so much for having me on your platform. Awesome. Well, thanks for agreeing to the interview. I know you're friends with Doug Kramer and I saw this documentary. I've done another Doc, I've interviewed another author, uh, Josh Peck, about his trafficking, sex trafficking documentary. So I felt like I reached out to Doug and said, hey, see if Kelly would come on and talk about this. So I'm glad that you're uh, engaged in this project. Can you talk about your background and what got you interested in this, the problem of child sex trafficking? Yeah. Um, well, I was a actress for years. That's how I know Doug from the actor studio. Um, and I'm, And then when I was like, 38, I was like, okay, I better do something else with my life. So I went back to school and got my master's and then I became a professor in film. At, um, and then I was really lucky right after I graduated, I got my job at Chapman University and I've been there like 17 years. It's crazy. I can't believe it's been that long. But um, through that time, and my job there is I teach directors how to work with actors and I teach directing and visual storytelling. And um, so my time there at Chapman, I realized um, that I had of, you know, the camera equipment, um, the editing suite. So I knew that I uh, could save some money working on a project. I just was waiting for the right project just because uh, from being an actress and also directing theater, when you do a project, it takes a big chunk of your life. And I, and you know, at this point in my life, you know, I, we have very limited time here on this planet and I wanna do something um, that matters and that um, will make the world a better place after I'm gone. Um, cause the great thing, as you know, about film is it lives forever. So, um, but what, but my experience in Hollywood, I think also, um, you know, obviously the, the, there was, a, you know, I wasn't trafficked. I, I even talked with, um, Doug Kramer about this. I said, actresses aren't trafficked because they do have a choice. You know, um, I mean, there might be some cases out there where, uh, you know, somebody, rape them or you know and, and i was talking to doug about this about the me too movement and i i'm kind of now because i um want to retract maybe some of my thoughts because i just heard um oh god what's her name she, she's uh, oh uh mcgowan rose McGowan. Yes, yes and i i'm i'm a big fan of hers i think i'm she's so brave to come out and um so i might have <laughs> you know not taken it as seriously but what i was trying to get across to doug because i've interviewed hundreds of girls, you know, from nine different countries and being trafficked, like really trafficked, like where they beat you and where they starve you and where they take your passport away and where they, yeah, you call you it slavery. No, you use yeah. the word slavery. A lot of people are too afraid to make yeah. that uh, linguistic correlation, but it's, I mean, I think it's slavery. It's a form so of it's slavery. Absolutely. Yeah. It's modern day slavery, sex trafficking. And, um, I'm, I'm actually, William, re really upset because when I started out on this journey, I had seen a uh, um, an episode on Dateline that was talking about basically pedophiles, you know, going to Thailand and, um, you know, it was Westerners, Australians, Europeans, Americans, they basically go there and um, and they rape children and get away with it. And I was horrified. And, and, I, and so I knew in that moment, that's the project I want to do. But it took me a long time before, because I had no idea how I was going to get access and and uh, and be able to do that. Um, and then uh, like five years after I saw that episode, uh, I was at my niece's baby shower and her friend walked in and she had a shirt on that said Destiny Rescue. And I said, uh, what's that, Jennifer? And she said, oh, I work for a organization that um, rescues children from Thailand. And I said, oh my gosh, I said, I so want to do a project on this. She goes, oh, she goes, well, I'm the assistant to the uh, international director here in the US, do you want to meet him? I said, yes. <laughs> so 
Mm, excuse me, let me get a drink of water. <coughs> right. Sorry. So you have all those. You have a lot of different meetings with different organizations on your website and also on your YouTube channel. So you're communicating with a variety of and have communicated and recorded interviews with people doing this type of work, stopping child sex trafficking or sex trafficking in general. Yeah. So what I did is I <clears throat> I partnered with Destiny Rescue. That was the first organization. <clears throat> and I went to Thailand and Cambodia. And at first, this whole project was going to be a short documentary on sex tourism. And uh, when I got back, I, I edited the film, the short, and it's, it's done really well. It's won like 20 awards. Right. Which, yeah. Can, can, can give it a uh, award. So kudos to you. Congratulations. Oh, thank awesome. you. Um, so, so that was exciting. And, uh, but, but after I filmed in Thailand, what happened is each organization, each nonprofit and they're, they're, and I want to be clear cause I want to talk about this later. Um, I've partnered with nonprofit Christian organizations. I'm not saying all organizations are bad, but there are a lot of crooked nonprofits. The Clinton foundation is one. I mean, they got billions of dollars and they only built six houses in Haiti. Um, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is not great. Uh, the Red Cross is not great. And I hate to call them out and I, I hope to God you don't get kicked off. YouTube. Well, no, it doesn't matter. But I mean, a lot of, there's actually overseers. There shouldn't be, but there's overseers to these nonprofits and they grade them depending on how much money they take in and how much they give out. I can't remember the organization that does it, but some are very shocking. That oh, some of these people are taking in tons of nonprofit money and you know what the Red Cross out. does? Yeah, they keep ninety-seven percent to pay. You know the pay huge salaries, yeah, and three percent goes to the actual cause. Yeah, it's outrageous. The original and, Red and, Cross and, people are spinning in their graves. And <laughs> the uh, Salvation Army is incredible. They're completely opposite. They give out ninety-seven percent and only keep three percent. So I want to do a shout out to the Salvation Army. So if anybody wants to donate, but I personally. Um, you know, I, I was telling Doug that, uh, you know, these nonprofits, especially the first one, <laughs> Destiny Rescue, they they did a huge background check on me. And it took a long time before they approved for me to go with them because I was going to film undercover with their with their rescue agents and also have access to interview the survivors um, that are in their restoration program. And uh, so it took a long time before they approved it. And as I think it should. And um uh, but I, but I also was being very particular in what organizations I wanted to partner with. So right, I, so you were selective too. So you, yeah, -selective. <laughs> I was selective too. Uh, but the great thing is, is that the, uh, each organization, when I would film, they would introduce me to another one because they all know each other. And, and, um, and then I would, you know, they, and so the arms were kind of open at that point. I, I didn't ever again have any background checks. <laughs> I guess the, the first one was all, you know, they trusted the first Once one. Once you were they, in, you were in the network. Yeah. 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 So, um, and then I, then I was off to another country and another country. And then this project turned into global sex trafficking as it is. It is in every city, every state and every country. It is at the lower levels. It is at the high echelon elite level. Right. It, it, you know, Epstein there levels. A, yeah. Epstein levels. Yeah. There's yeah syndicate level, and then it comes down to you know in the little neighborhoods with pimps, you know, it, yeah, just like drugs, you know, it's the same thing, right? And um, but it is when I started out on this journey, you know, I made a deal with God. I said, God, I will pay for production, which I did, and I said, but you have to somehow <laughs> miraculously um, have production, uh, post production funds come in, and. Um, so I'm not, you know, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm raising funding to finish the feature. But in the meantime, you know, I did the short and I also started editing these uh, uh, five to 15 minute videos for the YouTube, YouTube channel because I wanted to do a few things. One, I wanted to highlight the issue, uh, uh, create awareness on uh, global sex trafficking and sex trafficking right here in the U.S. particularly because most people are shocked and don't realize it happens here. Um, I also knew that a lot of these uh, a lot of the footage and a lot of these organizations won't fit in my feature doc. So I wanted to be able to highlight those organizations because they're doing incredible work in prevention, rescue, restoration, or reintegration. Right. So, so I, I was surprised to see the, the group of stewardesses are helping out, ex-seals. So there's people, yeah, really wonderful people I mean, working incredible. on that. Incredible. And that was another thing. 
uh, William, because, you know, before I started the film, of course, I, I did my research and, you know, because there's a lot of films out there on sex trafficking, but a lot of them are, some of them are good, but a lot of them, like Nefarious was very good, uh, but, but, but there's a lot of them that are just doing it for the shock values, kind of like that little um, uh, film that was released on Netflix called Cuties. Well, right. that's like, there were 10 year olds pole dancing. That's like glorifying child pornography and pedof pedophilia you know what i mean like I, it, it's crazy it, to me they, but they were supposedly exposing it but in in my opinion yeah. engaging in it in the same time that's like, right those, i couldn't get through it that's like, right wow this is incredible that's right wow. and so in that moment i knew uh, i don't think netflix will ever buy my project because i'm doing the exact opposite you know i'm exposing um darkness and evil and I am highlighting uh, these nonprofit Christian organizations that are rescuing and restoring and reintegrating these girls. And in my experience, and I've been on this project five years, there is no way a child that has been trafficked with that kind of trauma can get out or be healed without God. Without God, it's not possible, in my opinion. And there was one thing on your YouTube of like the girls are screaming every night, crying out for help. Like it's just heroin, like what they have to go to. And they're children. They're like 11, 12, at least. One, you know, I William, I, from the beginning, I, I even told God, God, I'm open. Like I'm, you know, I learned this from, you know, uh, the actor studio and from my training as an actor, which is stay in the process. Don't push for the result. And, and so that's what I, uh, chose to do with this film. I knew that I was learning and, you know, I'm editing later. You tell the story later, you know, it, it, I was just going undercover with the rescue agents and then interviewing survivors. And what was, what was that like when you were going to some of these places, you went to Thailand. Um, can you talk about the places you went and what it was like to be on yeah. site? I was in, I, my first trip was Thailand and Cambodia. Uh, then I, because I was because teaching, I was only filming in the summers and the winter time. So that was a summer trip, and then the following winter I went to Iraq, and that's when crazy. That's when um, ISIS was still there. You know, Mosul hadn't been liberated yet. Uh, where I was at, they I did. I have to say, I did stay in the hotel room for about five days. I never left. That the um, the when we arrived, I interviewed the first the the very first day soldiers. You know. Um, picked us up we went to the hotel the next morning uh we were driving from um the capital all the way to kurdistan and and it was a long drive so but in the in the in the in the process uh, one of the commanders of the kurdish army was stationed in a in a village that had been uh liberated you know they went in and uh killed isis there and anyhow so i interviewed him and he was so great he because it was a surprise interview i didn't even know i had it uh just people said oh the commander's here do you want to interview him yes and he was incredible i uh he at that time he had said uh oh, and i have it on tape and i can't wait for it to be um <laughs> released but he said the obama administration was the um responsible for isis and that they were uh, hopeful for the trump administration hmm. and um I, it was really surreal when i was there because the, the pastor that I went with, he said, Kelly, we had to go to checkpoints, of course. He goes, don't talk because <laughs> he knows I talk a lot. And I said, OK. <laughs> but when I would arrive, the first thing they would say is, do you like Trump? And, and I mean, like, you know, they asked me a question. I had to answer it. And I said, yeah, I love Trump. <laughs> and and my, my pastor was like, oh, my God, we're going to get killed. Um, but they apps. I, it was so surreal. They love Trump in, in Kurdistan anyways. Mm. I mean, the Kurdish people are incredible. The Kurdish army. I mean, these are incredible people. And they're very, um, you know, I mean, they, they live in, 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 in Kurdistan. Religions live. Uh, they respect one another. They have very much of a Western mentality. Like, you know, they have Catholics, they have Muslims, they have Christians, they have Yazidis, and they live in harmony. So it, so he was telling me what ISIS was doing. This is like radical, uh, you know, this, this is not the Muslim way is what he was telling me. These, you know, these were radicals. And, um, and, and he be believed completely opposite in what these people, what ISIS was doing to these women and children. 
And, um, and what were they doing? Oh, they went into villages. It was genocide. They killed the men. They abducted the women, older women. They made labor slaves. The younger children, the little boys, they made uh, uh, ISIS fighters, and the little girls they made sex slaves. And I, I interviewed a little girl seven years old in Iraq, and and she was already rescued for two years. So they were molesting her from, not just molesting her, trading her. I mean, she had like six traffickers. Right. I mean, they trafficked um, amongst each other. Uh, people ask me that all the time. They like say, a well, harem or something, right? Like a harem. Yeah. They, well, they would like, you know, if they had to go and fight, they would lend them out to other fighters and or they would actually sell them. And um, so people ask me all the time, what are the similarities and what are the differences of trafficking? And the similarity is the same always. It's all about money and control. Money and control, period. And mostly money. It's a $150 billion a year industry. And that's only the numbers we know that we don't know the numbers online. We don't know the numbers with the underground tunnels of child trafficking. We have no idea what those numbers are. So it's far greater than $150 billion. So when traffickers realized that they could make money off young women and children, and not do any jail time. Like they would get more jail time if they sold drugs and, and guns and weapons. It's much easier. So as always, so, so the question is, what are the similarities? It's the vulnerability of the most vulnerable, right? It is, um, uh, and it's control and it's about money, period. It's poverty, but it's poverty on the victims, right? They're almost, almost always from impoverished backgrounds or and, and then here's the differences, exactly what you're saying. In the most poverty-stricken countries like Cambodia and India, uh, the, their own parents will sell them for survival. Yes. And, you know, and they really don't think they're doing anything wrong because it's survival for them. And, and, and in fact, they feel very lucky, like they hit the jackpot when, when they have a little girl. And, and I don't want to say that, they, that boys aren't trafficked too, because they are. Uh, it's just that more girls are. Wow. So you've been to Cambodia, Iran. I mean, Iran. No, no, no not Iran. Uh, Cambodia, Iraq. Thailand, Iraq. Iraq. I was right. in Iraq. Right. Um, Iraq, India, uh, East Africa, three countries in East Africa, Uganda, Tanzania. and What was, what was happening in Africa? Oh, my God, William. No, okay. It was a very interesting trip because Africa, see, East Africa was my last... Uh, it was the last countries I filmed in. And when I got there and was interviewing the girls, they are all the madams. And usually it's a fam, like it's an aunt or it's somebody they know tell these girls because they're, because, because it's the vulnerable. They're, they're poor. They tell these girls, you can make money overseas as a maid in a bar, blah, blah, blah. They get there. Another trafficker is on the other end in Thailand or China or wherever they take them to. And they take away their passports and push them out on the streets. And now they're in a, a country without their passport. And then the, the, the traffickers tell them, you owe us the money for flying you here. And, and then they tell them it's like $7,000 or $10,000 or some crazy thing. It So what was surreal about that trip is that I started filming in Thailand, and then when I was in my last trip in East Africa, they were all sent to Thailand. So it was like full circle. Isn't that weird? <laughs> they were all sent to Thailand. They weren't trafficked in their own country. Now, what, what is happening in their own country, which is horrifying, and it's happening everywhere, but it's just in plain sight in, in Africa. You'll see dead children on the side of the street. They 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 kill them and get their organs. They're trafficking them for organs. Wow. So it's still happening to this day. Organ trafficking. Oh, oh, wow. it's William. It's happening in this country. Do you know that there is a? I watched this. I I sent it to Doug. Actually, I forget the name of it. I think it's called some evil or darkness. Uh, I'll get the name of it for you. It's a filmmaker from Denmark, I believe. He actually interviewed a trafficker from that area, Denmark, Switzerland, somewhere over there. He, this trafficker is specific for elite, very wealthy people that want to rape babies, 
babies. They even will abduct girls or, uh, you know, uh, you know, befriend girls and have them be make babies to be born into this life. Now those babies, those babies are often no. Well, they always are, but they're they'll break their little ribs from having sex with them, and they're and they die. I this heard is, that there was some kind of thing like that in Ukraine where they were farming babies and then yep. people from Asia would fly in and and just it's disgusting. And then and then the Owl of God had that same story. Like they were they were baby making these women and they don't even know where the babies then are. They have a team ready to take any organs that are can be wow. used. Wow. Now there's also men from this from this interview that I watched, there are men, you know, they, they want two-year-olds or five-year-olds or seven-year-olds, whatever. And so they can traffic these children over and over and over and over and over again until they're finally, they're, they're, they're completely broken, spiritually, emotionally, but their bodies are broken. And then they'll kill them and get the organs. Wow, that's sick. So, William, we are living, I, I think this has been happening for a long time. It's just now coming to the surface. I started this journey and I said, God, I want to be in the process. You revealed to me, you know, it's your project. And what you revealed to me, that's what's going to be in the project. Right? Right. So at first I was, because I had partnered with over 40 nonprofits, I was, and I'm still going to do that. I'm going to highlight these nonprofits that I uh, know that are doing great work. They're doing God's work. I'm, I, I absolutely am going to highlight the nonprofits because people need to know who, you know, who to donate to, who to uh, give their time, to give their skills, you know, so I am going to do that. But but I also, because <clears throat> about a, I don't know, a few months ago, I and I wasn't even praying, but I clearly heard God say, clearly, like it came out of nowhere. <laughs> he said, I want you to include in your documentary what I'm about to reveal. And I said, but God, God, I, I mostly filmed like nonprofits. And he goes, Exactly. People need to, these children are going to need to be restored. Wow. So big things are happening in the world. Um, I have so many friends that say, oh, it's an exciting time to be alive because, you know, it's, you know, because it's evil against, you know, it's light against dark. It's evil against good. Right. And, and we know who wins. God does win. He will win. <laughs> you know, it's just that there's a lot of ugliness before we get there. And when my friends tell me that, I don't agree because I've seen ugly, ugly things. I don't think it's an exciting time to be alive. Maybe I will if when I when we see the glory of God, when we see sex trafficking um, for children end. I just don't know if it's going to end in my lifetime. But have what you, I do. Have you ever heard of the story of Epstein when he sat down Virginia Giuffre and asked her to have a child? He sat down with Maxwell in Virginia and said, we want you to have a baby. Like something like that. I don't have, there's not a lot of evidence of like child sex. Well, there's definitely evidence of child trafficking with Epstein, but nobody knows where all his money went. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he was bringing in kids from Eastern Europe, South America, Venezuela and selling them and they marketing They absolutely them. were on his island. Um, Guess who has a neighboring island? <clears throat> Biden? Yes. Guess who else has a neighboring island? I think it's the head of Virgin, the Virgin Records. What was his name? Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Oh, wow. wow there are, sick. there are, um, what are they called? You know, those. The, Baham <laughs> the little Bahamas or. No, no. Uh, those those uh, submarines. Sorry. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> submarines submarines yeah. that go from island to island, but they're trafficking children there. What happened to all those missing children in, um, in Haiti? Right. There's all kinds of weird things that happened. There, there were stories about. Epstein and Maxwell trafficking kids up north because it's close to Venezuela and some poor poverty kids, they're gone. They don't know. Like, is it organ trafficking? Is it the same thing happening? Like super dark stuff happening. Just and like let you me tell you something, William. Yeah. We, and this has nothing to do with politics, but we have a huge problem at the border because you know what that's about? Sex trafficking. Sex, you got Tra that Child right. sex trafficking. There's you an got that right. Kelly, there was an incredible video I saw. I'll try to post it in the show notes or somewhere. But it was of traffickers with drugged kids 
four or five years old, drugged to the gills. Yeah. And these cops are asking him, and they're clearly not their they're not their parents. And their kids are just out. So they're drugged to be brought in for whatever reason. It is so sick. Like the Biden administration is complicit in all of this stuff. It is grotesque. It is it's so not, evil. It, it's the word is not complicit. The word is involved. I mean, there's a lot of money. What uh, the average person? I think if you broke down the organs in a person and sold them off, I think it's like the value is 150 or 200 thousand dollars. And so that's for, what they do in the end after they've already made money <clears throat> selling babies and children. Right. That's so this sick. is sick. Amber saw that too. It Amber is saw sick. That same video. You know, I I just saw this interview with um I think I shared it with you uh a girl uh, Ch uh, Charlie Ward interviewed her and she is um she is a survivor from oh dear what's it called when they they like the MK Ultra or something like yes. that was that the one yeah yes her that and also satanic cult and then that's when she was a child and then and of course when she's no longer a child what other life does she have or no she she go you know now she then she was being you know, uh, um, pimped out, right? But when she was a child, like 15, I mean, she was even trafficked younger than that. But but at around 15, her trafficker took her to this underground world underneath the Getty Museum in LA. And that world runs to Universal, Disney, to Hollywood elite homes, to, you know, all throughout underground. And she said, every form of transportation you can think of is under there. It's like a whole world. And guess who she? Well, met? that's weird. But I mean, the the Gettys uh, themselves were involved in all kinds of very dark stuff. J. Paul yeah. Getty was very dark. Actually, well, he was the sponsor for uh, Kenneth Anger. And he did all, all kinds of. They're all involved in cult, William. Get this. This is a satanic cult. This is a true story. J. Paul Getty Jr. His dad was a preapic. He said that his personal life was very on the far spectrum of sexuality, but his son. We used to do uh, rebirth rituals in a tomb, like literally one of the richest people in the world. And he would be in contact with uh, Kenneth Anger, an acolyte of or acolyte of uh, Alistair Crowley. So it's there. There's there's connections. And then when you have that morality of like Satanism, then there's no there's no moral boundaries. There's a whole underground world in D.C. You know, it, it travels from the Capitol to the White House to, you know, everywhere in D.C. And um we got some um a lot of cleanup to do we got to get rid of a lot of evil darkness that's happening and 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 i can't take it when it's at the expense of children it's really harrowing it's unbelievable a lot of this stuff is happening this is you right here this is can or con oh. indie short awards there you are right yeah. at the top of the list Oh, good. Really cool. 26 seconds. So I might not be on the top anymore. Once I keep talking too much, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get censored. And <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, that's the thing is, is that a lot of these, I mean, it's, you know, in an odd way, the censorship is going to take people out of Egypt on an exodus to uh, the promised land of freedom and other sites. So that's eventually, right. like, you're on Facebook and Twitter, man. Like you're just getting, you're getting, yeah, you're getting my control. <laughs> they're, ah! censor, they're censoring this stuff that's really important out of there. Yeah, I don't uh, want to well, go into detail, but whenever somebody says, "Yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna go," well, talk I have about my... this on Facebook. I'm like, do you know they're just gonna manipulate it and gaslight it yeah. and put it into a box, and even your followers probably won't see it. You just know like that Twitter. I have friends, you know, founders of these organizations I've partnered with that who are doing good work they're rescuing and restoring and reintegrating girls they've been kicked off youtube because they, it's sex trafficking i'm going and and probably the only reason why i haven't been is because i don't have enough followers you know it's when you have a lot of followers is when they shut yeah. you down i got punted on in january do you know what's really sick is somebody has done like uh there's like pseudo child porn on youtube too that doesn't get censored yeah and yeah. so yeah it's not like oh it's not naked kids but it's like all kinds of weird yeah I, I forgot that whole story but they allow that also there was a kid on twitter who was being raped he was 14 and it did not violate the terms of service of twitter oh and so, guess what 
Newsom, which they've cheated again. Yeah, There's no way that he won. He, he, you're, you're in Orange County. Supposedly, Orange County voted for Newsom for 52-47. Oh, yeah, what right. Oh, yeah, what right. So he passed the oh. law in California. I don't know if it's, I think it's just California, where it's not rape if a if a child is if there's only a 10 year difference right oh right. so if the child's 10 and the man's 20 it's not rape right. what the no it goes against all the things of statutory rape that's the whole thing so that statute supposedly in california i guess the federal statute probably does apply but uh oh yeah it's bad it's so corrupt here also you like uh giving somebody aids a potentially lethal um virus is only a misdemeanor too California. Oh, it's, it's, it's and you know, it does start with harsher with, with, you know, it's us, we, the people, we, you know, to okay. vote and to, so that we can vote in people that will, um, you know, um, present bills because I believe sex trafficking can end in two ways. Prevention, meaning, um, and I mean like w way back prevention, like if you can provide people that are poor to be able to make a living, they won't sell their children. Right. I'm talking about it's part of the country. system. It's a systemic problem. Okay. So that's, but also prevention means educating people, creating awareness. Um, uh, and also prevention with men, because I was telling this to Doug as well, as much as I want to hate traffickers and Johns, you know, the men who sell them the minute buy them. They also are wounded, and I and 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 I am not excusing their behavior. I believe in consequence, and they should go to jail. But they also need to be, um, you know, in prison. They let them watch TV and work out. They certainly can give them therapy. You know, let them get healed spiritually, right? And certainly get them off the streets. But what I think, if we had harsher punishment, which President Trump signed a few bills to make it much harsher on traffickers online. And he also signed another bill where um, uh, to give money to survivors through nonprofit organizations. I mean, President Trump was really on the forefront of any president ever to support survivors from the sex trade, victim survivors from the sex trade. But I believe that the, 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 the punishment needs to be so harsh, like, not for traffic. If, if you molest a child, prison for life. That's it. I even prefer, I even prefer Texas laws. You know, <laughs> you know. I I believe in the death penalty when when things are that bad. Yeah. If, can if you, you imagine like somebody like the 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 sexual abuse and then the organ trafficking could not get the death penalty? I mean, that's like, crazy, isn't it? That's crazy. It's crazy. It's so, so if it comes to children, they need to be put away immediately. But when it comes to Johns, the men who buy them. If they made, and this is so simple, if they made it where, if they got caught by soliciting a child or a young woman, minimum $10,000 fine, even a $5,000 fine, and minimum five years in jail, which they won't do five years in jail. They would do six months or a year for good behavior or whatever, right? But what that means is that man has to go home and tell his wife, we need to pay 10 grand or 20 grand for a fine and I have to go to jail. That means no money now is coming into that house and it costs them. There would be less men buying children. There'd be less men soliciting young women. I mean, right? it goes across all sex trafficking, child sex trafficking, sex trafficking, because a lot of these things, even though they're adults over 18, some of these Chinese bathhouses, and even strippers and stuff like their traffic, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you see my video on um, the Super Bowl video? Uh, it, uh, her name is Danielle Freytag. She's the founder of um, Action 169. And she used to be, you know, in, in the strip club industry. And she basically was saying that strip club owners are glorified pimps because they definitely, yeah, that's it. They definitely pimp them out. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. It's only, yeah. The stripping is like, uh, what do you call it? Kind of like a show for extra stuff you pay for later. Almost. That's right. That's and right. So they, they, the, uh, the owners of the strip clubs encourage these girls to leave the club with these men, you know, to, to, you know, 
<laughs> take it's a, not take just a little tripping. piece of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I also have. Um, hey, hey. Sorry, my dog is scratching. Um, I also uh, interviewed, I love her. Her name is Annie Lobert. She is uh, the founder of Hookers for Jesus. She used to be a, a, a call girl in Vegas, and this was like in the 90s. And believe me, she, politicians, uh, athletes, actors, she's had them all, right? And uh, she has an amazing, she almost died, though. You know, she got on drugs, of course, because that's what all survivors. They're all on drugs, yeah. You have to. You'd have to be. Oh, one more mention You'd too is to also be. the porn industry. Tons of trafficking, tons of uh, coercion. Right. Did you ever hear the story of girls do porn? You hear that story in San Diego? No. Oh. No. Yeah. Well, that's a whole nother story. But they were they weren't trafficked. They were coerced into coming to a different thing, and then they got coerced into porn. And the guy who was doing it fled out of the state, and the other two guys just got arrested. They just got sent to jail, but they were. Definitely, they weren't traffic trafficking them. They were getting them in a position where they didn't have a choice but to do the sex scenes. Yep, yep. There's a there's a survivor. She's also out, and she, uh, her name is Madeline Marquette, I believe. I can't remember her name. Anyhow, she, you know, the, uh, one thing I do know from interviewing these girls, they all have one thing in common: they were all molested as children. So it, it has already broken down their like they, they, they don't own their body. They, they, they you know, they, they have no value of themselves because they're molested as children, right? Every single one were molested as children that I interviewed. And so, so it grooms them to then be vulnerable to a trafficker or to a pimp or to, do you know what I mean? Like it just, it, it, it makes them where they walk right into that life. But anyhow, Madeline Marquette was molested as a child. She uh, obviously she ran away at 16 and got right into the pornography world. And what she said was. She actually, without her consent, they, she was gang raped while being filmed. They did snuff stuff without her consent while being filmed. And those uh, the producers of that, you know, her production company with the, the pornography they were putting out were selling her to huge mega pastors. My heart broke. My heart broke. She was so, she was being sold to Pat Christian. Oh, he's pastors. already. It was a pastor out of um, Orange County. It's called um oh, something Rock Rock Harbor or no? Wait, God, I hope I don't get it wrong. I don't want to get it wrong. But it, but it was a pastor out of Orange County. Huge mega pastor. He's he's been put in jail. He okay. had to step was down this a he, fairly recent story or how long ago was this? Yeah, a couple like a couple years ago. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> so she right now is, you know, being uh interviewed <laughs> a lot because they have tapes of her with all these elite um politicians and Hollywood elite and blah blah blah. So she's um testifying right now. She's already done 150 of them. So good for her. Well, that's yeah. I mean, it's just so pervasive. It's just under the surface of people just aren't paying attention to these stories. Yeah, I was driving in L.A. and I'm pretty sure I came across in kind of off of Western a house where girls were being trafficked and they pulled the people out and they got busted. I mean, it was amazing. Like, yeah. Uh, so it, th these things are happening. There's like trafficking dens and things like that just under the surface and a lot of the spas are traffic those women are oh the massage parlors uh spas uh i mean karaoke bars i mean it just goes on and on and on and on and on you know people were telling me because i filmed at the super bowl and uh and they said well, is it the players is it the nfl well no it's not the nfl or the players it's i mean i don't know if the i mean uh you know the the uh who was the the was it the co no the owner of no, the it was the owner crap so yeah. it does happen but what i'm saying is traffickers take girls children and women to where there's men so it's at big sports events super bowl olympics one of the girls that i um interviewed she's she's amazing she was trafficked from 12 to 15 and she's now she trains the fbi she's she's a survivor advocate and she's incredible but she was um traffic from 12 to 15 and uh she said she used to look out the window and she would see 
you know, families going to Disneyland while she was being raped by grown men. Now, why would this trafficker take her across the street from Disneyland? Because there's people. Right. People on vacation, people with money. There's conferences, conference centers there, all that stuff. That's another paper. thing. <clears throat> people uh, like I'll go, oh, it can't be happening in Orange County. Well, I found out through my uh, research and filming that all traffickers, they go on a circuit. You know, they take girls cross line, but they go on a circuit and they all end up in Orange County and San Diego because there's more yes. money to be made. It's an affluent I've heard area. That too. Yep. I heard that's how they keep getting, they don't get caught, is that the girls are constantly that's shifted right. and moved every yep. three or four months. No trace, fake names. Yep. On strip joints, whatever. And the guys are always the ones making the money. The girls don't have yep. a choice. I have a girl, and right now I'm actually doing her her the, the video for YouTube with her in it. Um, she's not a girl, she she's a woman now. She's in her, she's probably you know, 45, 50. But when she was a girl, she was abducted and she was taken to a, um, a ranch in Palm Springs. When she arrived, there were children there from two to, to like 17 years old. They had guards. They put these children immediately on drugs so that they're dependent and addicted. And they put them behind this glass, like is like a two way, like the kids couldn't see out, but customers could see in. And so all she could do was hear. And she would he constantly hear, yes, Senator, yes, Congressman. This is some sick, sick. I think that Epstein and his network um, subverted so many people in power. And it goes back, like Barney Frank said, there was a gay prostitution ring. There were other people, but the girl, Virginia Giuffre's story, really, she was trafficked. Her autobiography, she mentions names like uh, George Mitchell and mm. Richardson out of, I think it's uh, New Mexico. Like big names, people in power in, in administrations that she slept with. And they went on to important positions at the UN and things like that. So this is just one tiny little figment, one piece of Epstein. I mean, look it, what happened just yesterday. The the And they've been on this, they've been uh, talking about it forever. And it finally got on the Senate floor, but the uh, gymnast who oh, are right. calling NASA? out the FBI for right. like, they should have known, right? The FBI should have known he was uh, people. Oriented, right? That guy molested. I mean, he abused what hundreds of kids too, right? Like, and, I mean, I, and the girl and the, the survivor, when she was on the floor yesterday and she, she nailed it. She said he was a pedophile. Those little gymnasts, they're young girls. Right. They're 12, all 13, 14, 15. And on even if they are 16 or 17, they're petite and little. They look like little girls. Do you know what I mean? Right. They're little. They're usually, yeah, they're usually like yeah. five feet tall, 90 pounds yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I got a question from Amber. She says, how are they, how are they advertising these kids? I can't see them walking the streets. Like online. Online. You know that there's a, oh, God, I don't know the name of it. And it's back page, oh, back page. No, well, it used to be on back page a lot. Um, no, there's, oh, God, it's like a furniture. It's at a Walmart, but it's. Oh, I heard of, that, that the furniture, uh, there was fake. They were actually selling kids or whatever. Yeah, I don't say like, descriptions. A, like a chair, $7,000. And what that $7,000 means is you can buy a seven-year-old for $7,000. Did that was that ever proved that those were kids or was that just oh it absolutely is okay it absolutely it, and and I don't want to what is it I can't think of I'm so sorry I don't know the name of it but it's some Wayfair. kind of web, Lee, huh? Lee says it's Wayfair was the story that's it thank you <laughs> let me pull it up oh yeah it's so yeah. crazy let me can I read this story to you this is about uh, J Paul Getty and him okay. trafficking kids with Ferdinand Marcos it's uh, from I'll put it up on let me see if I okay. Can put it up. Can read along, but this just kind of verifies your story. Mm. Let's see, if, can you see this? Let's oh this dear, that camera wasn't that. good. <laughs> it's a little too close. Let's go back over here. This is from Crazy Days and Nights, January third, twenty eighteen. Slightly over three decades ago, there was a meeting on a yacht in the Med, a very important meeting. Things were dire, and the whole escapade was crumbling and was going to leave some very important people with some very public egg on their face. Attending the meeting were several world leaders, two of the richest people in the world and several others, all of whom were being catered to by a group of teens from the country of one of the world leaders. The focus of their discussion was half a world away. To see what they were discussing, we need to take a step back. 
In the late 1960s and early 70s, G was one of the wealthiest men in the world. Although he could have had anyone in the world to have sex with, G enjoyed the company of young girls, very, very young girls. Under 10 was his preferred. He imported the girls from a foreign country and housed them in the annex of his home, which he reached via an underground tunnel. The girls were supplied by a very close friend of his, who we will call M. It turns out M also had a love of young girls and provided them to other people like G all over the world. In return, M was protected in power and also enriched himself personally from these men who gave him gifts, gifts of not only cash, but also paintings by the masters and so much more. They also arranged for other governments to prop his up in the face of rebellion. When G died, things started to go downhill. Although one of his children was also a fan of the young girls and availed himself frequently, he also ended up taking things too far and some of the girls ended up dead. Jay had also had some big drug issues. It was not of the same caliber connection wise that G had been. Jay was also under a great deal of pressure from the siblings and bankers to do something with the annex to the house, the same annex where the young girls were located. Fast forward a few years, the same men in power like G that had helped prop up M were all dying off. They were being replaced by other men who had their focus on other areas of the world. All too often, they didn't care about young girls and had other vices that they could fulfill from other dictators. The problem was what to do about all the girls all over the world that were in place or dead. That was the purpose of the meeting on the yacht. What was decided that everyone who had a girl in their possession could keep them in place, but could never let them go. If they wanted them killed, they could send them to Jay and he would make arrangements to kill them. In total, about 50 of those girls were killed. They were dumped beneath the foundation of an addition to the annex, which was built several, several miles from the original annex. If you ever want to know why a hit was never put out on both the spouse of M or any of his own kids, it is because that meeting of the yacht was recorded via audio and video. There's a, and so that was it. So that was the story. Yeah. G was J. Paul Getty, M. Ferdinand Marcos, spouse of Melga Mark, Melda Marcos, J. Paul Getty Jr., and the Getty Center and the Getty Center monorail. So that's supposedly the story. I found Crazy Days and Nights to be pretty reliable. But this is just a story of like international sex trafficking of underage kids, very wealthy people. That's right. You know, the, the girl that I told you that was trafficked and taken to that underground world underneath the Getty Museum, um, uh, guess who she met? I, nothing would really surprise me, honestly. Senator Joe Biden when he was a senator. Well, I mean, if that's the way he is, his son didn't fall far from the tree, that's for sure. And who knows? Maybe he trafficked his own son. It's why he's all fucked up on drugs. Who knows? He is so strange. His tattoos are like somebody who came out of like mind control. Have you seen his yeah. weird tattoos of uh, the lakes, the finger lakes of New York on his back? I mean, just really strange behavior. Like, he is I, not normal. He's not normal. No. Yeah, so anyway. I don't, I mean... I, I, I am I am William in shock that well first of all how much evil there is and especially at the top with the elites but I'm so in shock that people didn't see the truth of the past four years and what the radical left has done the division they've created the non-stop crushing people, their careers and their life. I mean, they're relentless. I mean, the last two years, I mean, the reason really? I had I had to do these, edit these videos is get my mind off. I could not believe the rioting that was going on and lighting businesses on fire and killing business owners. And I mean, right. this is crazy. And they allowed it and celebrated it. Hey, your vice president, the current vice president, was organizing to get bail money for to get these people out of jail. So and that, that, that and, should and, terrify and, you. And many of them. Uh, Kamala Harris was one and a few other. Uh, what's the other one? Waters, I think. Anyways, but they were like encouraging it. And get out there and it's not going to stop. It won't stop. Sure. And then they, and then they, you know. There, uh, I and I can't take hypocrisy. I can't take hypocrisy. I can't. Yeah, so it's it's a, we're in a very unfortunate position uh, right now. So we're what I mean. We're at about fifty minutes. Where's the best place for people to okay. see your? I've seen your documentary. It's excellent. The short, definitely worth watching. Where can people watch that? Where can people see uh, what your else you're working on? Yes. So 
I want to be clear though, my project, because my project is not political. It is um, uh, because both Democrats and Republicans have bought children or, you know what I mean? It's, it's a spiritual issue. What my project is though, is to hear these survivors' voices. It's to create awareness so people, I mean, when you hear somebody's story, how can you not be moved and have a call to action to step in and help in any way you can. So my, my, my intention is to create awareness and a call to action. It's to highlight these nonprofit Christian organizations that are doing incredible work that are re uh, preventing, restoring, uh, excuse me, rescuing, restoring, reintegrating. I even interviewed, you know, many like congressmen and judges and DAs and to talk about the prosecution. So I, my, my project has really covered the issue from A to Z. So uh, it's about creating awareness. Please share, please, please, please subscribe to my YouTube channel and share the videos. Also, uh, William right now is showing you on my website, this is the tab that says partners. And on this tab are all the organ nonprofit organizations I have partnered with. So when you click on that logo, it'll take you to their website and you can, um, you know, it'll resonate with you which one you feel uh, is doing where you would like to help, you know, whether it's in prevention, rescue, restoration, reintegration, or more importantly, if it's in your city, if it's in your state. So all of these nonprofits I have partnered with, um, and uh, please feel free to go to my website, 26secondsdoc.com. You're going to post it, right, William? Absolutely. 26 okay. seconds. And that's also the title of your YouTube channel. Where yes, you have all those I, resources, right? And I would like to share what that is before we, uh, what the title means. Every 26 seconds, a child's traffic globally. Um, horrific. But I actually think that that number is, is far less because, again, we do not know the numbers online. We do not know the numbers with all this underground child trafficking. So that's just the statistic that they have. And I actually think it's far less, which is horrific. Um, uh, also, uh, on my website, you, you can, um, you know, on the homepage, it'll say, you know, uh, it'll have, a, a logo for the YouTube. So that'll take you to my YouTube channel. Also, there's a, um, a donate button if you, and it'll take you to my funding campaign. If you'd like to donate to help, um, uh, I'm, I'm still raising funding for post-production so I can, uh, finish the feature documentary, which will include all nine countries. I, I don't think I told you to, uh, I don't think we got to it, but I also shot obviously the border issue, Mexico city, and then here in the U S. So those were the nine countries I filmed in. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And where, and you, you can be contacted through your website, correct? Yes. There's a tab that says contact and my emails there. And, um, yeah, absolutely. You can contact me directly. Great. Again, it's Kelly Galindo, the, documentary is 26 seconds. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, William, for having me on your platform. <laughs> stay there. Stay there. I'm going to stay okay. in the bar. All right. <laughs>